You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. In the world of hip-hop, few names command as much reverence and speculation as Tupac Shakur. A poet, an actor, a revolutionary, and an enigma, Tupac was a man whose life was as multi-layered as his music, and whose death has been shrouded in mystery and controversy for decades. His impact on popular culture has been immeasurable, yet his untimely demise remains one of the most tragic moments in music history. Born in East Harlem and raised on the rough streets of Baltimore and Oakland, Tupac's early life was an immersion in hardship and struggle. This struggle would go on to influence his music, infusing it with an authenticity that resonated deeply with his audience. As his star rose, so did the controversy surrounding him, placing Tupac at the center of debates about free speech, artistic responsibility, and the social impact of music. And then, in the prime of his life and career, he was cut down in a hail of gunfire on a Las Vegas street, leaving behind a legacy of unanswered questions and a murder mystery that remains unsolved to this day. This story, therefore, is not just a recounting of the life and death of Tupac Shakur. It is an exploration into a complex web of fame, violence, rivalry, and conspiracy, a journey through the heart of 90s hip-hop culture, in an attempt to understand the enduring mystery that surrounds the death of one of the most influential music artists of his generation. Chapter 1. Prelude to Tragedy Tupac Amaru Shakur's journey to stardom was as unique and riveting as the man himself. He was born on June 16, 1971, to a family deeply involved in the Black Panther movement. His parents, Afini Shakur and Billy Garland, named him after Tupac Amaru II, an 18th-century political leader in Peru who was executed after leading an indigenous uprising against Spanish oppression. Tupac's early years were marked by hardship. His family struggled with poverty, frequently moving from shelter to shelter in New York City. From a young age, Tupac was exposed to the harsh realities of life that would later become central themes in his music. However, amid the turbulence, Tupac discovered his love for the arts. He studied acting, poetry, jazz, and ballet at the Baltimore School for the Arts, showcasing a broad range of talents and interests that belied his challenging upbringing. At this arts-focused school, he also began performing as a rapper under the name MC New York. His raw talent was evident even then, offering a glimpse of the influential artist he would become. His lyrics, even at this early stage, were marked by an unflinching willingness to confront social issues, largely drawing from his personal experiences. In 1988, a move to Marin City, California, initiated a significant shift in Tupac's life. Here, 
he became deeply entwined with the street culture that would heavily influence his music. Joining the hip-hop group Digital Underground as a backup dancer, Tupac began his ascent to fame in earnest. His first breakout moment came with his rapping debut in Digital Underground's same song, leading to his inaugural performance in the 1991 film Nothing But Trouble. His provocative persona and eloquent, socially conscious lyrics struck a chord with audiences, marking the birth of a new star in the hip-hop universe. Yet, this sudden rise to fame came with its share of challenges. The spotlight cast upon him not only highlighted his talent, but also his tumultuous personal life, setting the stage for the controversies that would follow. Despite this, Tupac's star shone undimmed, lighting the path to a career that would make him one of the most influential figures in music history. Little did anyone know that his meteoric rise would be paralleled by a tragic and untimely fall turning Tupac Shakur from a music icon into an enduring enigma. As Tupac's star ascended in the music world, his life off the stage was riddled with challenges and controversies that often mirrored the issues he rapped about. His run-ins with the law and highly publicized legal troubles created a turbulent backdrop to his rapid rise to fame. One of the most significant controversies surrounded a 1993 incident in New York City. Tupac, along with three other men, was charged with sexual assault. Although he vehemently denied the allegations, he was eventually found guilty of sexual abuse, leading to a sentence of up to four and a half years in prison. In the midst of this legal storm, in 1994, Tupac faced another life-altering incident. After attending a recording session in Manhattan, he was shot five times in a robbery, leaving him seriously wounded. Rumors swirled around the incident, many implicating fellow rapper and former friend, the notorious B.I.G., and his producer, Sean Puff Daddy Combs, in the attack, further stoking the flames of the East Coast-West Coast rivalry. Tupac himself believed they had prior knowledge about the attack, an accusation both B.I.G. and Combs denied. In 1995, while serving his sentence for the sexual abuse conviction, Tupac released his multi-platinum album Me Against the World, a testament to his resilience and his ability to channel personal adversity into his music. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, making Tupac the first artist to achieve this feat while serving a prison term. The controversies didn't stop there. In prison, Tupac struck up a friendship with the infamous Death Row Records CEO, Suge Knight who offered to post his bail in exchange for Tupac signing with his label. This association plunged Tupac further into the gangster rap lifestyle, feeding into the dangerous and often violent East Coast-West Coast rivalry. Tupac's life was an intricate tapestry of contradictions, marked by talent and turmoil. He was an artist who turned his personal struggles into powerful music, but his life amid controversy proved to be a double-edged sword. It gave him the material to revolutionize hip-hop, yet it also set him on a collision course with fate, one that would ultimately lead to a fateful night in Las Vegas. The 1990s witnessed a seismic shift in the hip-hop landscape as a fierce rivalry erupted, dividing the scene into two dominant factions, East Coast and West Coast. This rivalry not only pitted artists against each other but also starkly divided fans further deepening the chasm between the two coasts. 
At the heart of this feud were two figures, Tupac Shakur, representing the West Coast under Death Row Records, and Christopher Wallace, better known as the Notorious B.I.G., representing the East Coast under Bad Boy Records. The roots of this rivalry were more complex than simple geography. It was influenced by a mix of perceived slights, media hype, and personal vendettas, which fostered an environment of mutual suspicion and aggression. The catalyst, however, was the 1994 shooting incident involving Tupac, which he believed Biggie and his associates had prior knowledge of. This incident escalated tensions, leading to a series of lyrical assaults and public insults. Tupac's move to Death Row Records in 1995, orchestrated by label head Suge Knight, further cemented his role in the feud. Death Row Records was known for its confrontational stance against its East Coast rivals, particularly Bad Boy Records, helmed by Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Tupac was undeniably provocative in stoking the rivalry. His incendiary track Hit Em Up, released in 1996, contained direct insults towards Biggie, his wife Faith Evans, and others associated with Bad Boy Records. This track was a declaration of war in the form of lyrics, stoking the flames of the feud and heightening tensions. Simultaneously, the rivalry had destructive repercussions. It led to a volatile atmosphere that some believe contributed to the violent outcomes that shook the hip-hop world. The feud further aggravated Tupac's reputation as a troublemaker, steering him towards a dangerous path of hostility and confrontation. The East Coast versus West Coast rivalry, although detrimental to the hip-hop community, became an intrinsic part of Tupac's life and career. His role in it not only enhanced his image as a fearless rapper but also tragically tied him to a chain of events that led to his untimely death. It remains a stark reminder of a tumultuous period in hip-hop history, characterized by a combination of artistic rivalry, personal animosity, and tragically, violence. Chapter 2, The Night of September 7, 1996 The night of September 7, 1996, began with the anticipation of a thrilling event. Las Vegas, the city of lights, was abuzz with excitement. The MGM Grand Garden Arena, a beacon in the desert landscape, was ready to host a marquee boxing match. The reigning heavyweight champion, Mike Tyson, was set to square off against Bruce Selden. Tyson, a powerhouse in the boxing world, was not just a sporting legend but also a personal friend of Tupac's. Their friendship was solidified by shared experiences of controversy and legal troubles. On this particular night, Tupac was there to support his friend. Accompanying Tupac was Marion Suge Knight, the co-founder of Death Row Records, and a sizable entourage. Tupac's energy was palpable that night. Decked in his flamboyant attire and diamond-studded jewelry, he was at the top of his game. He had even recorded a song, Let's Get It On, especially for Tyson's entrance. As Tyson made his way to the ring, the song blared through the arena, amplifying the charged atmosphere. The fight was brief but intense. Tyson lived up to his reputation knocking out Selden merely 109 seconds into the first round, to the jubilation of his supporters. The audience roared, the cheers echoing around the grand auditorium, 
and among those celebrating the victory was Tupac, thrilled at his friend's success. As the crowds dispersed, leaving the anticipation and excitement behind in the arena, the victorious night continued for Tupac and his crew. They planned to celebrate at Club 662, owned by Suge Knight. Little did they know, the night that started with a celebration would take a dramatic turn, forever marking it as one of the darkest nights in hip-hop history. After Tyson's triumphant victory, as people spilled out of the MGM Grand, a commotion began to brew. The glittering casino floor, usually filled with the sounds of rolling dice, ringing slot machines, and laughter, was instead filled with shouts and the scuffling of feet. At the center of it all was Tupac Shakur. Earlier, while leaving the venue, a member of Tupac's entourage spotted Orlando Baby Lane Anderson, a member of the Southside Crips, a notorious Los Angeles gang. Anderson had previously had a run-in with the Death Row Records entourage over a stolen pendant. As recognition dawned, the atmosphere turned from celebration to confrontation. Without hesitation, Tupac, accompanied by his bodyguards and entourage, approached Anderson. Words were exchanged, tempers flared, and suddenly, Tupac lunged at Anderson, throwing the first punch. In seconds, the casino floor turned into a battleground as the entourages clashed. The brawl was brief but intense, captured on the casino's surveillance cameras. As quickly as it had erupted, the fight was over. Hotel security intervened, breaking up the scuffle. Tupac and his crew left the casino, leaving behind a floor littered with broken glass and startled onlookers. Anderson was escorted out separately the incident marking another grim chapter in the ongoing tension between the Death Row and Southside Crips. The celebration mood had vanished, replaced by a palpable tension. Yet, undeterred by the brawl, Tupac and his entourage decided to continue with their original plan to attend the after-party at Club 662. As they left the chaotic scene behind, they were unaware that the events of the night were far from over. They were headed toward an encounter that would shock the world and create a mystery that still remains unsolved today. Tupac and his entourage left the MGM Grand, the sounds of the brawl still echoing in their ears. The rapper, seemingly unfazed by the incident, decided to freshen up at his luxury suite at the Luxor Hotel before heading to the after-party at Club 662. As the city lights of Las Vegas sparkled in the late summer night, Tupac slid into the passenger seat of a black 1996 BMW 750iL, driven by Suge Knight. A procession of cars filled with friends and bodyguards trailed behind them. Tupac and Suge were in high spirits, blasting music and bantering, the earlier brawl seemingly forgotten. However, the serenity of the night was soon shattered. At around 11.15 in the evening, as they were stopped at a red light at the intersection of Flamingo Road and Coval Lane, a white Cadillac pulled up on their right. In a horrifying instant, an unidentified assailant from the Cadillac rolled down a window and opened fire. A hail of bullets rained down on the BMW. The deafening echo of the gunshots pierced the night, shattering the vehicle's tranquility. Before anyone could react, the Cadillac sped away leaving behind a scene of chaos and shock. In the driver's seat, Shug was grazed by a bullet fragment, 
but Tupac, in the passenger seat, was hit multiple times. As the echo of the gunshots faded, an eerie silence descended. The street was awash in the harsh glow of the vehicle's lights, illuminating the grim scene inside the car. Tupac was critically wounded, fighting for his life. This drive-by shooting marked the tragic climax of a night that began in celebration. Despite the presence of several witnesses in Tupac's own entourage, the identity of the shooters remained a mystery. This fateful night not only ended Tupac's meteoric rise to stardom but also sparked a whirlwind of conspiracy theories, turning the rapper's tragic death into one of the most enduring mysteries in music history. Chapter 3 The Mystery Unfolds In the wake of the shooting, a wave of shock and disbelief swept across the world. Tupac, still clinging to life, was rushed to the University Medical Center of Southern Nevada. The grim news of his shooting rippled through the music industry, leaving fans and fellow artists reeling. At the hospital, doctors fought desperately to save Tupac. Multiple surgeries were performed, and for six days, the rapper clung to life, his mother, Afini Shakur, by his side. The world held its collective breath, praying for a miracle. However, on September 13, 1996, the unthinkable happened. Tupac Shakur, one of the most influential rappers of his generation, succumbed to his injuries. The news of his death, at the tender age of 25, sent shockwaves across the globe. The man who had lived his life in the limelight, unapologetically vocal and incredibly talented, had been silenced abruptly. Following his death, an outpouring of grief washed over fans and fellow artists. Tributes flowed in from all corners of the world, attesting to Tupac's influence and the void his death had left in the music industry. His funeral was a private affair, attended by close friends and family, a stark contrast to the very public life he had led. In the days following Tupac's death, Las Vegas PD and investigators were under immense pressure to solve the case. However, the crime scene had been chaotic, and the fact that the shooting happened late at night made it difficult to gather credible evidence. The case of Tupac Shocker's murder remained chillingly unsolved. As the world mourned Tupac's death, the events leading to that fateful night were scrutinized. The spotlight turned to the infamous East Coast-West Coast rivalry, Tupac's affiliation with the gang-affiliated Death Row Records, and his ongoing feuds. Theories abounded, but concrete answers were few. The mystery surrounding Tupac's death, like his life, continued to captivate the world. In the search for Tupac's killer, numerous potential suspects and theories emerged. The events of the night of the shooting were dissected, and those with possible motives were scrutinized. One of the first to come under suspicion was Orlando Baby Lane Anderson, the man Tupac had fought with hours before his shooting. Anderson, a member of the Southside Crips, was suspected due to the altercation at the MGM Grand and the known tension between the Crips and Death Row Records. However, Anderson, who denied any involvement, was later killed in an unrelated gang shooting, and no charges were ever filed against him for Tupac's murder. Another theory pointed towards Sean Puff Daddy Combs and Christopher the Notorious B.I.G. Wallace who were both part of the rival Bad Boy Records. 
This theory was fueled by the ongoing East Coast-West Coast feud and Tupac's belief that they were involved in his 1994 shooting. However, both Combs and Wallace denied any involvement, and there was insufficient evidence to link them to the crime. Intriguingly, some speculated that Suge Knight, the co-founder of Death Row Records and the driver of the car Tupac was enduring the shooting, had orchestrated the murder due to financial disputes with the rapper. The fact that Suge managed to escape with a minor injury while Tupac was fatally wounded fed this theory. However, Suge vehemently denied these allegations, and no solid evidence has ever surfaced to prove this theory. The identity of Tupac's killer remained a mystery despite these potential suspects. Over the years, numerous investigations, both official and by independent journalists, have attempted to solve the case. However, each one has only led to more questions, and the truth seems to slip further away. The absence of a clear culprit only serves to deepen the enigma surrounding Tupac's tragic demise. The unsolved mystery of Tupac Shocker's murder is fraught with loose ends and unanswered questions. Despite countless investigations, the truth behind that fateful night remains elusive, leaving fans, historians, and true crime enthusiasts grappling with various perplexing aspects of the case. One question that continues to baffle investigators is the lack of reliable eyewitness accounts. Given the shooting took place on a busy Las Vegas street after a high-profile boxing match, it's startling that no definitive eyewitness account has ever emerged. The BMW Tupac and Suge were in was part of a larger convoy, yet none of the passengers in the following cars could conclusively identify the shooters or provide a consistent account of the incident. Another point of contention is the missing surveillance footage. The BMW was stopped at a red light when the shooting occurred, at an intersection presumably covered by multiple security cameras. However, no comprehensive footage of the incident has ever been produced, leading to questions about why such potentially crucial evidence is missing. Additionally, the sheer number of theories surrounding Tupac's death adds to the murkiness of the case. From gang retaliation to disputes within death row records, from the East Coast-West Coast rivalry to even wilder theories suggesting Tupac faked his own death, the plethora of speculation often obscures the quest for factual information. The investigation into Tupac's murder was marred by these unresolved issues, making it one of the most baffling cases in the annals of crime history. Even now, years after the tragedy, the quest for answers continues. The story of Tupac's life was marked by its share of controversy, brilliance, and defiance, but the story of his death remains, for now, a tale of loose ends and unanswered questions. Chapter 4 The Intriguing Theories The gang retaliation theory is perhaps the most widely accepted explanation for Tupac Shocker's murder. This theory asserts that Tupac was shot in retaliation for his assault on Orlando Anderson a member of the Southside Crips, earlier that evening. Tupac, Suge Knight, and their entourage had spotted Anderson at the MGM Grand, and a heated altercation ensued. Tupac was seen on surveillance footage punching Anderson, and the brawl quickly escalated before being broken up by security. Given the existing tension between the death row-associated mob Pyru Bloods and the Southside Crips, 
many believe this incident could have incited a rapid and deadly retaliation. Anderson was in Las Vegas that night, along with several other Southside Crips members, and the timing of Tupac's shooting just a few hours after the brawl has led many to believe that this was a revenge attack. Moreover, the white Cadillac from which the fatal shots were fired was said to match the description of a vehicle rented by a known Southside Crips member. However, while this theory is compelling due to its immediate cause and effect relationship, it is not without its contradictions. Anderson denied involvement and was never charged before his death in an unrelated shooting in 1998. Furthermore, despite the many witnesses, no one positively identified Anderson or any other Southside Crips member as the shooter. The gang retaliation theory provides a plausible narrative for Tupac's murder, aligning with the dangerous gang politics of the time. However, the lack of concrete evidence and definitive identification of the assailants leaves this theory as just one of many possibilities in the labyrinthine mystery of Tupac's untimely death. In the void left by the lack of concrete answers regarding Tupac Shocker's murder, a myriad of conspiracy theories have flourished. Some of these theories are rooted in notable coincidences and intriguing circumstances, while others are the product of pure speculation and a desire for a more dramatic narrative. One of the most enduring theories is the belief that Tupac faked his own death. This theory stems from a combination of factors, such as Tupac's use of the alter ego Machiavelli, inspired by Italian war strategist Niccolo Machiavelli who advocated for faking one's death to fool enemies. Adding to this are the posthumous releases of Tupac's music, some of which contain seemingly prophetic lyrics about his death. Another conspiracy theory suggests that the FBI was involved in Tupac's murder, motivated by a desire to stem the influence of gangster rap and its potential to incite social unrest. Documents later released under the Freedom of Information Act did reveal that the FBI had monitored Tupac due to his ties to activists and the perceived danger of his lyrics, adding some fuel to this theory. A theory tied more directly to the rap industry suggests that Suge Knight orchestrated Tupac's killing due to financial disagreements and to boost record sales. Those who subscribe to this theory often point to Suge's survival of the shooting with only a minor wound as evidence. However, Suge has consistently denied these allegations, and no concrete evidence has ever linked him to the crime. These conspiracy theories, while mostly unsupported by substantial evidence, reflect the enigmatic persona that Tupac cultivated and the air of mystery surrounding his death. They serve as testament to Tupac's enduring impact on popular culture and the collective refusal to accept the randomness of his tragic demise. Over the years, there have been concerted efforts to debunk the many theories surrounding Tupac's death and to validate the facts from the conjecture. The process of debunking and validation has been challenging due to the complexity of the case and the inherent bias in several accounts. The theory of Tupac faking his own death has been debunked by multiple sources. First and foremost, the medical personnel who worked tirelessly to save Tupac's life at the hospital have provided detailed accounts of his injuries and eventual death. The coroner's report, despite being kept private at the request of Tupac's family, also points conclusively to his death. The idea that Suge Knight orchestrated Tupac's death has also been largely dismissed by those close to the case.
several members of Death Row Records have come forward to dismiss the theory as baseless, and investigators have found no credible evidence linking Suge to the murder. As for the gang retaliation theory, while it hasn't been definitively proven or debunked, it holds the most credibility among investigators. This theory aligns with the known facts of the case and is backed by several eyewitness accounts. Despite this, a lack of hard evidence and the death of the main suspect, Orlando Anderson, have kept this theory from being fully validated. The process of debunking and validating these theories has proven to be a challenging task. With each passing year, the truth behind Tupac's death becomes harder to discern, lost in a sea of rumors, speculations, and fading memories. Yet the quest for answers continues, a testament to the enduring impact Tupac Shakur has had on the world. Chapter 5 Efforts to Unravel the Truth The official investigations into Tupac Shakur's murder have been as complex and convoluted as the crime itself. Authorities faced multiple hurdles from the onset, such as lack of credible eyewitnesses, dearth of physical evidence, and a culture of silence that pervaded the hip-hop and gang community at the time. The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department took charge of the investigation initially. Despite interviewing hundreds of potential witnesses and collecting numerous pieces of evidence, they were unable to establish a conclusive link to any of the identified suspects. Moreover, the reluctance of many witnesses, particularly those associated with death row records, to cooperate with law enforcement further hampered the investigation. In the years following Tupac's death, the case was revisited by multiple investigative bodies, including the Los Angeles Police Department and the FBI. These investigations led to further questioning of key individuals, re-examination of evidence, and a deeper dive into the broader context of the East Coast-West Coast rivalry and the possible involvement of notorious gang figures. Despite these renewed efforts, no charges were ever filed, and the case remained officially unsolved. In 2006, the case was reopened by Las Vegas police under a new team of investigators. This new investigation brought fresh scrutiny on the events surrounding Tupac's death including the brawl at the MGM Grand, the possible gang connections, and the movements of the white Cadillac from which the shots were fired. Despite their efforts, this renewed investigation also failed to definitively solve the case. The official investigations into Tupac's murder have been marked by numerous dead ends and false leads. As the years pass, the possibility of a conclusive resolution becomes increasingly distant, leaving the tragic ending of this superstar's life shrouded in mystery. While the official channels wrestled with the convoluted case of Tupac Shocker's murder, a number of independent investigations took shape, adding new dimensions to the quest for truth. Randall Sullivan, an acclaimed journalist, embarked on a detailed investigation that culminated in his book, Labyrinth. Sullivan's investigation delved deeply into the connections between death row records, the LAPD, and street gangs. His work added fuel to the theory of a larger conspiracy involving influential figures in the music industry and law enforcement. Another independent investigation was conducted by former LAPD detective Russell Poole, who believed in the involvement of LAPD officers affiliated with death row records in Tupac's murder. 
His theories, however, were largely dismissed by official investigators. Perhaps one of the most exhaustive independent investigations was carried out by Chuck Phillips, a journalist for the Los Angeles Times. Phillips spent years investigating Tupac's murder and published a series of articles pointing to Orlando Anderson and the Southside Crips as the likely culprits. His work supported the gang retaliation theory and gave it newfound credibility. Meanwhile, in the realm of documentaries and film, several independent filmmakers have sought to unravel the mystery of Tupac's death. Notably, Nick Broomfield's Biggie and Tupac explored the deaths of both rappers and pointed to the possible involvement of Suge Knight and corrupt police officers. These independent investigations, while not leading to an official resolution, have certainly deepened the discourse around Tupac's death. They've peeled back layers of the complex circumstances surrounding his murder and kept the search for answers alive demonstrating the enduring fascination and unresolved nature of this tragic case. As the years have rolled on since Tupac Shocker's untimely death, several notable developments have emerged, each one promising a glimmer of new information or a fresh perspective on the enduring mystery. One of the most significant developments occurred in 2002 when the Los Angeles Times published a two-part investigative series by Chuck Phillips. These articles allege that the Southside Crips were responsible for Tupac's murder and that the notorious B.I.G. had paid for the gun that killed Tupac. However, these claims were later retracted due to unreliable sources. A controversial confession came in 2012 when former Crips member Dwayne Kef D. Davis admitted in a documentary that he was in the car when Tupac was shot, implicating his now-deceased nephew, Orlando Anderson, as the triggerman. However, this confession didn't lead to any formal charges due to a lack of corroborating evidence and the stipulation in Davis's immunity deal. Another notable development came with the release of Murder Rap, the untold story of the Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur murder investigations by former LAPD detective Greg Kading in 2011. The book presented a detailed account of Kading's involvement in the investigations and alleged that Sean Puffy Combs and Suge Knight were behind the murders of both Tupac and Biggie as part of the East Coast-West Coast rivalry. Despite the sensational claims, this theory has been met with skepticism due to a lack of hard evidence. As recently as 2018, a television series called Unsolved, the murders of Tupac and the notorious B.I.G. dramatized the events surrounding the deaths of the two rappers, bringing renewed public interest to the investigations. While these developments have added to the intrigue surrounding Tupac's death, they have also amplified the confusion and speculation. Each new claim or revelation must be met with a degree of skepticism until it can be substantiated by concrete evidence. Still, they reflect a continuous interest and determination to uncover the truth about what happened on that fateful night in Las Vegas in September 1996. Chapter 6 Unresolved Legacy The ripple effects of Tupac Shocker's death on the music world have been profound and far-reaching. His passing marked the end of an era in hip-hop and left a void that many feel has never been filled. Tupac's death shocked the industry particularly the hip-hop community. His charismatic presence and lyrical genius had made him one of the brightest stars of his time. 
the brutal manner of his death highlighted the dark side of the music industry, underscoring the dangerous rivalry that had spiraled out of control. In the immediate aftermath, the hip-hop community reeled from the loss. Artists like Nas, Jay-Z, and even his erstwhile rival, the notorious B.I.G., mourned Tupac's death in their music. His passing marked a turning point, prompting many artists to reconsider the violent and antagonistic rhetoric that had defined the East Coast-West Coast feud. Long-term, Tupac's death has had a transformative impact on the music world. His posthumous releases have enjoyed immense success, testament to his enduring influence. His thought-provoking lyrics, combined with his charismatic and controversial persona, have solidified his status as a cultural icon. Moreover, Tupac's murder, unsolved and shrouded in conspiracy, contributed to a shift in the industry's narrative. His death, along with the murder of the notorious B.I.G. just months later, served as a wake-up call, leading to introspection within the industry and sparking discussions about violence, rivalry, and the responsibility artists bear for the messages they promote. To this day, Tupac's influence continues to resonate, inspiring a new generation of artists who infused their music with social commentary and personal reflection, following in the footsteps of the late star. His legacy is a reminder of the transformative power of music and the tragic cost of unchecked rivalry and violence. Tupac Shocker's influence transcends the boundaries of music, extending into broader culture and society. His untimely death cemented his status as an icon, ensuring his legacy would endure and continue to impact generations long after his passing. Tupac was not just a rapper, he was a poet, an activist, and an outspoken advocate for social change. His lyrics often grappled with issues like poverty, racism, and police brutality, topics that remain highly relevant today. His raw and honest depiction of the struggles faced by many in marginalized communities brought these issues to the forefront of cultural consciousness. His influence can be seen in the realm of film and theater as well. Tupac was an accomplished actor, and his roles in films like Juice and Poetic Justice broke ground for other hip-hop artists to venture into acting. His life and death have been the subject of numerous documentaries, movies, and even a Broadway musical, demonstrating the enduring fascination with his story. Moreover, Tupac's death had a galvanizing effect on discussions about violence within the African-American community and the music industry. His passing became a cautionary tale prompting renewed calls for peace and unity within the hip-hop community. His mother, Afini Shakur, established the Tupac Amaru Shakur Foundation after his death, aimed at providing art programs for young people, thus continuing Tupac's legacy of advocacy and community engagement. Despite his life being cut tragically short, Tupac's influence continues to permeate various aspects of society. He is frequently cited as an influence by contemporary artists across genres, and his image and lyrics are often invoked in discussions about social justice. In the realm of academia, his life and works are studied for their cultural and social significance. His writings have even found a place in the Library of Congress, marking his enduring contribution to American culture. Ultimately, Tupac's legacy lies not just in his music, but in the larger cultural and social impact he had.
His voice, amplified by his tragic death, continues to resonate, ensuring that his influence and legacy will endure. As the years pass, the mystery surrounding Tupac Shakur's death continues to captivate and confound. Despite the numerous investigations, theories, and confessions that have emerged over the years, the truth remains elusive. This unresolved mystery only adds to Tupac's enigma, ensuring his enduring relevance and fascination. Theories about Tupac's death continue to circulate, gaining new life with each generation. For some, Tupac's death is more than just an unsolved murder, it's a mystery interwoven with questions of power, corruption, and the very nature of the music industry itself. The absence of a conviction in Tupac's case has led to a sense of injustice among fans and observers, contributing to the enduring intrigue. Many questions remain unanswered. Who pulled the trigger that fateful night in Las Vegas? What role, if any, did the escalating East Coast-West Coast feud play in his death? And why, despite numerous leads and alleged confessions, has no one been brought to justice? Yet, the mystery of Tupac's death is about more than just the unanswered questions and the quest for justice. It's also about the enduring fascination with Tupac himself. His charisma, his talent, and his controversial persona continue to captivate. His unsolved murder adds an element of tragic mystery to his story, ensuring his continued relevance in popular culture. Tupac's posthumous releases, his continued influence in music, and his ongoing impact on culture keep his memory alive. His image adorns murals, his lyrics are quoted in protests, and his life is studied in academia. As the mystery of his death lives on, so too does Tupac's legacy. His story continues to inspire, to provoke thought, and to intrigue. It's a testament to the impact Tupac had in his short life that, more than two decades after his death, his voice still resonates, his story still captivates, and his music still inspires. In many ways, Tupac Shakur is not just a figure of the past, but a symbol of enduring cultural relevance and a source of ongoing fascination and intrigue.